Oh my goodness, it's been 45, 85 years since we've talked it's last. It's been 84 years. It has been. It's been weeks, eternities. I know. I mean... We've been busy, though. We have been busy. We've been traveling the world. We have been. We've been working long hours. Yeah. That's <laughs> basically our lives. Working and traveling in the... Working and traveling in church. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. With the random beach day or river day thrown in. Have you gone any recently? No. I've been working too much, unfortunately. That stupid four-letter word of work. Work? I I just got, like, my first day off since I got back. Was that today? Uh, Yesterday. Yeah. So you used it to sleep? I did use it to sleep and take naps and draw, and it was fun. Oh, good. And snuggle my poodles Mm -hmm. and eat some of my salsa. Did you make salsa? Yeah, my husband's obsessed with my salsa. I make this mango salsa that has mango in it and Roman Ooh, tomatoes and onion, a little like chopped super, 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 super fine mm-hmm. and uh, jalapeno. Of course. And some lemon juice and would. some lime juice and some salt. Mm-hmm, and it's super, mm-hmm. super simple. And uh, he's obsessed with it. In fact, I made some at Wildwood Days and we ate all of it. And then he was like, where's the salsa? And I was like, we ate it. Uh, And he was like, I was like, if you buy me like four or five more massive mangoes, I have some more uh, tomatoes. So I'll make some more if you want. And so he came home that day with four more massive mangoes. (laughs) It must have been that good. So I made another another batch of it and then we haven't even finished that that batch yet and he already has bought four more <laughs> massive mangoes so i, he's I like, think I need he's some telling more. me something i need some more i need some more <laughs> oh my gosh it was really funny i love salsa mm-hmm. i just got back from wyoming Fun. again i was telling thomas i was like he, he was like where have you been and i was like i went back to wyoming and he was like again and i was like yeah i just live in wyoming basically <laughs> at this point like it's like he's like you didn't you just go and i was like yeah like yeah. less than a month ago i went and then now i'm back again and then i'm probably gonna go back again no I, the sad part about this trip is that i was like mm, i'm not gonna go back until probably next summer Aww. so it was sadder leaving this time because the last time when I was leaving, I was like, I'm coming right back. Don't worry, guys. I'll be back. Everybody um, looks so cute in their little dresses and in their little, You, I saw Savvy's pictures. Oh, I was like, did you, how did you see a photo? I'm friends with your friends. I guess Even so. though I haven't ever met him yet. You will at some point. But you guys all look so cute. Yeah, it was really fun. It looked fun. like a really cool wedding. It was so fun. The venue was, oh yeah, I went for a wedding um, and, uh. It was so fun. It was uh, it was on this beautiful ranch that was like five minutes from where I used to live out in Hoback. So that was fun. So I drove past my old little stomping grounds, Aww. saw my little cabin. It's still standing. I still have the key. So I was like, I could go in if I wanted to, oh, but I'm no, probably not don't. going to. And Why do you I have da- a key? I just never turned it in. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Yeah, I left, um, packed as much stuff in Cami and zoomed out of there and... I left with uh, my work laptop, and so I had to mail that back and my key. Those were the two things that I forgot oh my to goodness. turn so You in. mailed that back, but not the key? I mailed that back, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, as much as I wanted to keep that MacBook, I had to give it back. <laughs> but yeah, so that was fun. It's on this beautiful ranch that just is like, it was amazing. And then um, it was really fun to just to see like all some old friends. It was fun to see mm-hmm. uh, new friends that I've not met before and i got to meet him now and it was really fun mm-hmm. and it was just really fun we danced and it was great and is, i got is that why you have a yachty knee or whatever a yatted knee <laughs> <laughs> i got a tattoo in the wild west 
and <laughs> who it, goes to the wild west to get a tattoo when you live in humboldt county with all these artists I know, and shops i know i know i know that's the crazy part i'm like okay we have was it like in prison what was it like in prison or in someone's like <laughs> it was garage? In, yeah, basically. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, yeah, it really you was. You got a tattoo in I the Wild West. I didn't even go West. to a shop. No, so in someone's garage. What happened? What did your mother say? A little bit more comfortable. It was in someone's house on a couch. Uh, it was at Cody Minute Cabin, so I felt safe and comfortable. Did this person have tattoos? They did. Yeah. Did they have like the little tears coming down their they face? They didn't have that. No prison. They've tats? never been to prison. Um, but they were she, practicing on oranges. She's our old, an old friend. And, uh, we were at coffee and she came to coffee and she was wearing shorts. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I like your tattoo. We were talking, I was like, I like your tattoos. And we were just talking about it. And she's like, Oh, I have a gun. And I was like, we were like, Oh, okay, cool. And we were like, I was like, I've been wanting a tattoo. And then my other, then Savannah was like, I've been wanting tattoos. Cause we were going to get one when we were there. Like a couple of us were going to get one, but it didn't work out. We couldn't figure out a schedule and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Because it, it was a busy short weekend. So anyway, she's like, I'll come over tonight. And we're like, no. Oh, what? Okay. We're like, sure. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. Cool. We're fun. We're hip. We're young. <laughs> Looking for my first tad of mistake. Yeah. I would have to wear really long shorts for the rest of my life. <laughs> but so. Did she spell it right? Oh, yeah. We made sure that she was going to spell it right. I was paranoid about that. Um, we don't want you to be having any regrets. Oh, I know. That would be so sad. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. Uh, so, yeah, I went first and it hurt a lot less than I thought it was going to be. I was like prepared for like someone just jabbing a knife into my leg. Uh-huh. But then I was like, oh, wait, this is kind of actually not that bad. It's kind of therapeutic. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So, did that. Turned out great. I love it. I actually really like it. Are you so going to tell our audience what it says? It says howdy. <laughs> like just how, like the word howdy on my knee. On my leg, uh, which is, I wanted that for a while, actually. Like, that was what I was going to get as my first tattoo anyways. Um, and it just ended up working out. Nice. And so we found a font on the computer. <laughs> it's a real jank story. And it was, like, really late at night. She did it. It was great. And, and not even any alcohol was consumed? No. So we were good. That's crazy. I know. So it was fine. So, yeah, I was like, okay. That's awesome. This is golden. We're good to go. I love it. It's su- it's super. Cute. I like it too. I I actually do like it. I, I yesterday was the first day. You're gonna that have I, a different swing in your step when you're wearing shorts now. I know, because I'm like one of those one of those people. I don't know what one of those people are, but you know, <laughs> I'm cool now. You know, I can keep just up, a little bit cooler. I can now. keep up with the kids. <laughs> yeah, with your y- yitted knee. Yitted knee. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's just like. I, it's just dumb. Like I don't know. Up? No, it's just like a dumb thing that people say. I don't know. Oh. I don't think a lot of people say it, but anyways, okay. I said it. So that was my weekend. Cool. Uh, yeah. And then I, not a whole lot happened other than that. I mean, it was really fun and yeah, I can't wait to go back. I'm trying to figure out how I can go back and live there for the summer. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I get a trailer because my friend owns codependent cabins mm-hmm. on her land, and so I was like, "Okay, I'll just reel, we'll reel, I'll just wheel in with the trailer, park it on your land, mm-hmm. live off the grocery store, okay, <laughs> get a job for the summer, mm-hmm. then move back here in the winter. It'll be perfect. Maybe somebody will need a ranch hand for the maybe for the summer. I saw a I saw a job ad. Somebody needs Where? a ranch hand at Wild Souls Ranch in Fortuna. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, you guys, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to go be a ranch hand. Do Mm -hmm. it. You'll work with horses. 
Horses scare me, but it's okay. What? I don't like them. They oh. just, you can't tell what their the next move is going to be. About you, the next, they just never tell you their next move, and their eyes are a little buggy. I think they're pretty now, and they did smell Wayne good. Did Savannah already know this about you, or is this one going to be one of those things that they learn about you on the podcast? Who knows? And I they don't go, know. like, do I even know you? I am so popular. I don't know how any, I don't know what I've told people when I haven't told people. <laughs> Obviously, all 10 of our <laughs> listeners are probably going to be like, oh, Sage got, he got a howdy tattoo, but he doesn't like horses. What most, is this dichotomy? Even most of my family does doesn't know that i have a tattoo yet oh, i sent a snapchat because uh, we have like a little family so group gaga chat gonna find out no she knows she knows she knows okay. i sent a, she i had a meeting with gaga the, yesterday and someone said her name i was like yes that's what it is i Sharon. always <laughs> i'm always like whenever what is I'm in your a actual name i have to go like um okay yeah no that's not her name i gotta think of her her real name. It's just like a habit. I know. I know. I, sometimes, I, most of the time I know what her name is. Sometimes I call her Sharon too, so it kind of helps. Mrs. Edgman. Sharon. Uh, Sharon Lorenzetti. Uh, yeah. So sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm like, okay, what's your name? Gaga. Okay. Everyone just knows her as Gaga. So it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> why would they know her as anything else? I don't and, know. And Lily. Yeah. Gaga and little Lily May. Little Lily May. Yeah. Who has been quiet on social media, I would say. I but saw her a little bit. She makes a little bit of appearances, but I don't know. Instagram's dying, cute. so it doesn't matter. It is unpopular opinion, but popular opinion. Mm-hmm. Unpopular opinion. Pugs are cute. That yes. is an unpopular opinion. But yeah, that was my weekend. Well. How about you? My weekend was work. <clears throat> That's fun. Yeah. No, it was fun. I lived... Uh, I led worship and preached at church, and uh-huh. it was really, 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 really fun. Good. And we had a good little group, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was really good. I liked it. I went to church this weekend, too. Did you? Yeah. We went to Victor service in the morning, and then we sat in. We didn't even do nothing. Whoa. Yeah. We were like, Savannah was like, I'm taking the weekend off. So we we rolled in two minutes to spare and Snap. got our seat, and... And then we went over to Wilson and did awesome? that one. Yeah, it was really fun. Do you remember what the message was? Um, it was about being ghosted, I think. Oh. Yeah. By Jesus? Because he would never do that. Yeah. So <gasps> he was making it a point like everyone's been ghosted, but like God ghosted you type of thing. I don't know. He's trying to be relatable to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. But I was like, okay, cool. Uh, no, it was it was good. It was just about like, the, it was it was about the Holy Spirit, like yeah. coming with, the, like being mm, filled oh, with okay. the Holy Spirit, basically. Awesome. So that was fun. Different than like a message that I've, it was just different from like, I was expect like, cause when you go to Bethel, like when you're at Bethel or something, or I'm just giving two examples, like yeah. when you're at Bethel and they're, they are, that Sunday is when they're off, like they're giving a message about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's going to be very different than this message that was like, they were giving the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was just like, just come up and pray with us. Whereas like Bethel, it would be like. An extravaganza, like it would be a, a fire tunnel. Yeah, and I was like, I was kind of waiting for that. I was like, lots of bands. Yeah, so I'd be running like, around, craziness. So it's just the two. I different. have literally been at Bethel before, and like I'm a pastor at this point, mm-hmm. not the senior pastor, but you I'm are? a pastor. Like at this point, when uh-huh. I'm at Bethel, pr- probably like five years ago, I was at I was at Bethel one day at, at a leaders advance. Mm-hmm. Were you there for a leaders advance? No. Okay, you guys were online by, online by then. I think it got canceled that year. Mm. Anyway. I was sitting in the middle and there was like all of this rambunctiousness going on in the Mm -hmm. aisle. Like people would like walk out into the aisle and just like fall Mm -hmm. like out. Yeah. Like there was just piles of people in the aisle. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
And I was sitting there like wrestling with myself like, okay, so if the Holy Spirit is in the aisle, why am I not in the aisle? Uh I'm not going out into that aisle. So those were like the two things that were going on inside of me. It was weird though. Because I think now I think I probably would have gone out to the aisle, but I didn't. Well, I think a lot of times I'm like, I would sit there and go, at a certain point I got to the point where I was like, not like, I'd be like, no, you have to tell me to go out in the aisle. Like, I know it's out there, but like you're in this seat with me too. I get kind of stubborn. So I'm like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, unless you are telling me to go out and that, go out and get in that. Like, cause like people would really want you to experience it and they'd be like, you need to experience everything. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I got him. Like, I know, I know I'm confident enough to know that. But, uh, I'm like, unless he's telling me to go out there, I'm not going out there. And so many times, like he met me in different places because of that in a different way. Yeah. And then sometimes I was in the aisle. Like sometimes I'd be like, yes, let's go. But Mm -hmm. other times I'd be like, no, I'm going to sit in my seat and I'm going to have my coffee and I'm going to write my book and he's going to meet me. And then he did. And it was way better than anything had ever happened. There was a few things that I was like, I even left early on some events and I was like, I feel like he met me in the parking lot more than in the building, like in during the actual event. True. I'll never know the difference, but I felt like he told me to do that. So, yeah, but I think, I mean, and that's you and that's your, that's your, uh, where you were at that yeah. point. And I, and I, and I kind of remember just going like, like looking back and going like, why did I not go out in the aisle? What's a, but I think now I would go out of the aisle. Mm-hmm. I totally think I would just because I'm, I'm in a different place yeah. now. Well, I think sometimes also I can totally remember a lot of times being like, like scared a little bit. Like this yeah. is a uh, kind of crazy it is wild (laughs) it's like in your in your own self you can be like yes wherever the lord is yeah exactly but when you're filled with like in a room with like a thousand people you're like and anybody that gets out on the aisle like immediately falls down it is a little bit nerve-wracking it is a little bit it is a little bit nerve-wracking even Mm. for somebody who's like a little bit seasoned not really though if you if you think about it like yeah it was just it's just weird Mm -hmm. because i always i always used to say you know, if the Holy Spirit falls on the river bar, we're going down to the river bar. But then, but now I'm like, you know what? I, I think that saying that is like who I wish I was. Because, That's okay too, though. Because, you know, like saying it before I actually really am that. Yeah. Because now that I feel like there's some revival, like kind of going out in some other churches and stuff, I'm like, why am I not just closing church and going over to their church if they're having revival and we... And we, I don't, uh, aren't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, is it this weird pride thing? Like, is it a, if it's going to come, it should come to our church. Like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really weird. Yeah. I don't know how we got on this subject, but. No, Holy but Spirit, like. Holy Levi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, I understand that too, but it's also like, I, I don't know. It's also like, I don't know if it's, maybe it's a, I don't think with you it's a pride thing, but like it could be, it could get to that way, you know, but like, I think you need like, sometimes it's like, is that where I'm supposed to be? Like, or am I supposed to keep doing what I'm doing? Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I think that there's something about listening when he says, but I think for him, there's something about him putting something somewhere to see if you're going to respond. Yeah. And I and I think that's just the nature of how God is. He, sometimes he says, go to Ferndale. And sometimes he's like, I'm just going to put something in Ferndale and then see if you, see if you respond to it. Like, I don't, I think that sometimes he, he, it's not like he's testing you, but it's like, it does reveal where you are and who you are and where you are in your relationship and where you are in your obedience and, and that type of stuff. If he has to tell you, 
if he for me if he has to tell me that's different but i think sometimes he wants me to respond to i don't think that him telling me and me responding is the highest mm-hmm. uh response level i think sometimes i think that what he's doing with me is is seeing like um am i willing to just like and i don't know why i feel like this i feel like like am i too am i scared to close church and just be like hey let's go to ferndale am i worried that there's not going to be enough room am i worried that someone's going to get mad at me like what am i worried about let's just go to ferndale if that's where yeah he is if that's where he's going like what's the big deal mm-hmm. we did that one time when i first came here we didn't have church one week we all went to uh it was still bethel in in eureka mm. to our friend jason's church and like we all walked in and sat down and he was preaching and he was like blown away that we would all just like come to his church on a sunday it mm-hmm. was really cool we were really small back then and i mean we're really not that much bigger now and it's summertime yeah. and there's no reason why we couldn't just be like hey let's just go someplace else <clears throat> i don't know sometimes i think that there's there's what oh, there's a response inside yourself that that you can that will reveal something yeah you know where you are or or how much like control he wants to have over us or Mm -hmm. whatever but sometimes i think he just wants us to respond yeah and i want to be a person who responds and i say i want to i say publicly that i want to be a person who responds so that's why i think sometimes i get irritated with myself when i don't respond because i'm like i know that I know that he wants it. I know that I want to. So why mm-hmm. am I not? Yeah. So then I have to kind of get in myself and be like, what is this going on in here? Mm-hmm. The best. I Yeah. I, I feel that same way too of like responding. But then at the same time, I just remember like he's so good. He just reminds me of the times when I'm like, because I, I think like I can get like that and then I can be like kind of down on myself in a little bit where I'm like, I didn't yeah. respond or I didn't. Why did I chicken out on that? Or like, why did mm-hmm. I not experience that? Or oh why did gosh, I we all go through that? You know, why did I why did I know what to do, but still didn't do it? But <laughs> yeah. he still reminds me that's like, that's why I gave you choice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I gave you the ability to mm-hmm. make your own choices and I get to move with you. Right. Like, and you get to move with me. And so I rem- like that's why I feel like every time I've made a decision, whether it's good or bad, like he reminds me later on that like, hey, that was still your decision because guess what? You are fully in control and that's the magic behind yep. like following me <clears throat> is that you are fully in control. Hence why you got to make that bad decision. And, and I still am with you and I'm still yeah. going to show you that even though you didn't go to that even though I told you or I gave you the opportunity to go and experience this and you would have been on a different level, you chose not to, but I guided you and we walked together still. And now we're on a different level than even if you did respond because you on you now you have the knowledge of like, I didn't, you didn't respond and you disobeyed, it quotes, disobeyed, but like now we're still on a, this level and it almost unlocked another like level with me because you trusted that I still am going to be with you even though you disobeyed me and like I still feel the same way even though you quote disobey or did well, not, not maybe follow. not disobey but just I know I feel respond. like disobey is not a yeah, correct I mean, uh, term strong, but, but uh, <clears throat> yeah didn't respond to but even yeah. did, even disobey like even even like did something totally I mean I guess saying no is to. a response too yeah <laughs> or, exactly like, resisting and is I a response too that's one of the most so. powerful things about being like a for all, like a Christian is that like it's one of the most powerful things because God being a Christian means that you have all the power mm-hmm. and that's what he did that's how he set it up 
like most other religions, you don't really have, or you're relying on something else, or it's like you don't fully have the power, even though you might think you do. Like you, mm-hmm. you don't. But as a like, and as a Christian, you fully have the power. It's all on you. Like, mm-hmm. and you get to choose what you want to do with that. You get to choose how you want to follow, how you want to like live that. And He's still with you no matter what, which mm-hmm. is wild that He will still really do it. Like He will still keep His promises no matter if you are fully disobeying or fully doing something wrong or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think that, I think that that's a perfect, the perfect way to describe our relationship with the Lord. Cause Mm -hmm. I, cause I think that there's, that there is such a huge power in, in having all of the information and, and choosing, knowing everything. Mm -hmm. This is what the garden was all about. He was like, here's this, Here's the, here's this garden. It's for you. Here's these two trees. This is this is some instruction. Knowing everything, he wanted us to choose what he asked us to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same thing with with how we walk with him now. Knowing everything, he wants for us to know everything that we can, everything that he wants us to know about who we are, who he created us to be, who he is, everything that you live in, knowledge of the enemy, all that type of stuff. He doesn't want us to follow him because we're scared of the enemy. He wants us fully knowing everything mm-hmm. to turn around and then choose him. Yeah. And that's the the power of free choice. Yeah. Is knowing that you could do a million other things, but you knowing all of that and knowing that he will still be with you no matter what you pick, that you still choose him. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's like the most powerful thing that you can yeah. do. And it's the hardest thing because we want to <laughs> choose a million other things. Or be told or, what to do. Yeah. We, do. we say we want to be told what to do, but we really don't. No, no. We are always like, you know, we just want to take the guesswork out of it. Just tell me what to eat to get skinny and I'll do it. Just tell me what exercise to do, how many times to do and I'll do it. Or, you know, just tell me how to draw and I'll draw how mm-hmm. tell me how to write music and I'll write this music like yeah. just tell me how to do it what's the easiest what's the fastest what's the most efficient just tell me what to do and I'll yeah. do it but we're not really like that because no, we're designed to we're, not. we're de- <laughs> we're designed to explore yeah. and figure out and deal with the consequences and oh that worked and that didn't work and change and yeah. and um you know just like adapt we yeah. just that's just the way that we're designed and and we think that we just want to know the rules and we'll follow them, but we don't oh, no. want that at all. Arun McManus was talking about how, like, he was like, okay, at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were all told that we had to stay home and, you know, flatten the curve, whatever, whatever all the saying was, like, 14 from, days to flatten the curve. <laughs> work from home, like, you need to stay home, you need to stay home, you need to stay home, you don't need to go out. Everyone was like, freaking out like i don't want to stay home i need to be in right. the, i need to be you know the only way to get things done is to be out doing it yada, 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 yada. yeah fast forward and now when we're allowed to go back and we're like okay now it's time to be back in the office now everyone's flipped and is like actually i want to stay home like i want to work from home now that it's like flipped he's like when you tell humans to do something they want to do the opposite mm-hmm. when you don't tell like and then you tell them to do something else they want to do the opposite so it's like he was just explaining like the way that humans function is they want to be told what to do, but they absolutely do not want to be told what to do. And you can see by their actions, by mm-hmm, their words, totally. they say, by their words they say something, but their actions are showing something different. Right. So they might say that they f- want to be, you know, it, they want to be at work, all this stuff, or they want to stay home, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, it's truth in their actions. What are we seeing? Right. No, you know, people want to work from home. They want to have their own schedule, four mm-hmm. day weekend, that, or four day work weeks, all that kind of stuff. Whereas before it was like, no, we need to be back. We need to be back. We need to be back. And so, mm-hmm. like, well. 
he he was just saying like look at the actions of the people that's yeah. like instead of the words of the people yeah and you can see it in um you can see it in scripture when yeah. <laughs> when moses <laughs> yeah moses god tells moses gather all the people i'm gonna come and talk to him and the people are like no moses we don't want god to talk to us you talk to us you go to uh-huh. have god tell you, you <laughs> what he wants us to do and we will do it and he's like okay so he goes up he gets the tank it doesn't even last you know a few weeks he mm-hmm. comes back that god's like your people are being bad down there so he goes <laughs> down they're all having an orgy like aaron has asked oh them they, they are aaron has has told them to give all their gold and he's fashioned a golden calf uh-huh. and all this different stuff and then he tells moses like i just i don't know what happened i just this gold fell into the fire and out walked this calf you know what i mean like yeah. we we mess up we make excuses we do all of this stuff and and then moses gets upset he breaks the tablets he has to go back up there again and have god rewrite him with his little finger it's just this crazy thing that but it's such a it's so true we we think in the moment we want to be told what to do but we really don't Mm -mm. except for in crossfit we definitely want to be told what to do i mean some things i want to be told what i some things not not every aspect of my life i want to but some some things i would like or maybe not told what to do but guided yeah guided what to do like i mean that's actually exactly what my my message was last sunday it was like you can tell you know uh you can tell what you're really committed to versus what you're just interested in by what you're willing to sacrifice for mm-hmm. and erwin mcmanus talks about that but it's like how do you know how do we live how do we live sacrificially how do we decide like what we want to what we want to give up to get the the better mm-hmm. you know and that's what the human the christian life is 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 giving up the stuff of this world to get the better yeah you know to sacrifice the stuff that we could be doing to in order to have this this like robust and beautiful relationship with the creator of the universe mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. that we're invited into we can't we can't bring all of this junk with us when we're stepping into this relationship i mean we can at first but we can't yeah. you can't keep it you can't hold everything you yeah. can't hold your loves of the world and your relationship with the with the lord equally you yeah just at some point naturally it. either naturally or i mean or you have to make a decision to lose mm-hmm. or give in some way mm-hmm. yeah and it's like with with going to the gym, I'm like, okay, so I've decided if I will just say like I have decided <laughs> <laughs> theoretically that I was gonna, that I was going to go <laughs> you was. know on this health journey and like start doing CrossFit or whatever. So you, the only way you can tell if I'm serious about it is by the actions that follow. Yeah. Am I willing to sacrifice sleep to get up at five o'clock in the morning to sometimes get to the gym yeah. by six o'clock? Sometimes, sometimes I'm not, but sometimes I am. Yep. And I, some you know some weeks I. The goal is like one or two days because if I look at my schedule and I'm like, wow, this is really crazy. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm usually able to get there three or four days, you know, I and I'm sacrificing my own free will in that point. And I'm like, OK, if you say that we're doing deadlifts, I'm not going to go over and start doing pull ups. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I'm placing I am voluntarily myself, allowing yeah. myself to be in control of. The yeah, you're placing yourself kind of under the under leadership the, yeah. of of someone else in that moment. And what the Lord's asking us to do is actually to place ourselves under the Lordship of him in all of our moments. Mm -hmm. And that's what our Christian walk is, is figuring out how many moments we can we can do that. Yeah. And and how many areas, because we all have an area or two or three or five. that We're we're like, "Mm, yeah, I don't really need you. I'm I'm pretty good at this area. I'm rocking this area. I don't I I think I am. (laughs) (laughs) I know I like to I know I like to say that I am. But (laughs) yeah. But am I? But we all know. he. I would be better at my job if I let him in more. I mean, 
probably in every aspect of my life I would be better at if I let him in more. Uh, <laughs> but we're learning that. You know, it's yeah. a relationship. Yeah. We're like, oh, oh, all the all the areas that I've really truly turned my life over to you. Yeah. Are doing better. Mm-hmm. So that makes me want to turn other areas over towards you. Yeah. So place those those my free will under your yeah. lordship under the, in those moments. So that and just like realizing that he is a lot more like willing to live your daily life with you than I think we think. Too. I totally agree. Like I, I don't think we realize. I don't think we realize either. I'm like, no, bro. He's dancing at the wedding with us. Like yeah, he's a totally. groovy. He loves Bruno. Like he loves Abba. Are you kidding me? Gimme, give gimme. Give he loves it. Like he's down on the dance floor, and like he's down for a tattoo. Right. I bet. Maybe he's not. But I bet. I convinced myself he is. I mean, I personally think he is. Yeah. But... I think so. I mean, he loves what we love. So mm-hmm. why would he not love? Why would he not be interested in what I'm interested in? If like. He's like, bruh, I put that interest in you. You think it, I didn't know well, you were going to tattoo I mean. Howdy so on your leg? If I, yeah, if, if something, if he's the creator of creativity, mm-hmm. then obviously whether you like tattoos or not, or whether you like art or not, or whether you like certain musics or not, whatever that is, it music, art, drawing, like all that stuff creating is all creative. Mm-hmm. And so he's the master of creativity. So obviously he put that in someone at some point to, mm-hmm. so obviously he likes it at some point, like, or else he just wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have that idea. If right. it was something that wasn't, then he, we wouldn't have that idea. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like, um, yeah, I think it's, just, I think he's just a lot more open to, um, things than we give him credit for a lot. Oh, I totally agree. And I know Bethel says this a lot, like, put, don't put God in a box. Because they're, they're they, and they talk a lot about, like, spiritually and, like, crazy, like, mm-hmm. aisle, crazy, fall on the floor stuff. <laughs> and all that stuff, because, you know, like, for, for a lot of people, they, you know, it is nerve-wracking. Like, we don't talk a lot about uh, manifestation of the spirits and, like, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And um, sometimes it can be a bit much, but also sometimes it's, like, that people need that to let go of some things in their life and, like, mm-hmm. actually, like fully commit and understand who jesus is and that he actually cares for you and wants to walk with you and like he is a magical sky daddy like (laughs) magical sky daddy oh my god (laughs) we were in africa and we prayed we did a a service where we prayed for people to receive the holy spirit and this lady a whole bunch of people did but this one lady started as you as you say manifesting whatever and whatever that means and yeah like things started happening externally and and it kind of freaked the other people out and they started like mm-hmm. praying for her like they were trying to cast out a demon or something yeah. and we had to tell them like no 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 just let mm-hmm. her be just calm down she's just let her just yeah. let it let just let it happen let her let her rest in yeah. her encounter with the lord mm-hmm. and so they were just like a little bit tripped out though cuz i think a lot of times people don't know like they're used to seeing like the counterfeit of that. So when you only see the counterfeit, you think yeah. it's the you think it's the bad. But right. when you Well and over there they're very spiritually exactly. aware yeah. and there is a lot of demonic yeah. activity and they do have to cast mm-hmm. demons out of people. But this just wasn't that and they just yeah. didn't recognize it because like you said, they were seeing the counterfeit in More they didn't often. realize that it was actually holy. Yeah. I mean, we see all that all the time. I mean, when we talk about the spiritual gifts, it's like, come on, dude, like you just talked about your moon rocks. Like, you believe in that. That's the counterfeit of... Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. Like, that's the counterfeit of 
the spiritual gifts or that's the counterfeit of yeah uh like you know healing is the counterfeit of i don't know whatever whatever else you want to throw in there but like there's the counterfeit so there's obviously if the like because the devil's trying to manipulate and to distract people so he's he's only going to try to counterfeit the powerful things exactly so he just needs to muddy the waters exactly so it wants to confuse people so when we see that it's like no 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 no. that's the counterfeit actually like so Mm -hmm. actually no he is in that and like Mm -hmm. that is powerful but like guess what he can do well that's just what religion in quotes is is trying to counterfeit the 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 longing that we have to follow the lord and do what he asks us to do because out of relationship that's what religion is, is devising a whole bunch of rules to make mm-hmm. sure that you actually do what you're supposed to do without the heart to do what you're yeah. supposed to do. It's supposed to be a response. Yeah. But, you know, the enemy tries to get into that, too, and manipulate that, too, and just pervert it just a little bit because mm-hmm. it looks so close. Just enough. Yeah. Just enough to just turn people off of God altogether. But they don't realize that it's really it's it's the relationship with rules versus mm-hmm. the relationship with um yeah with the lord i came across this quote from dan mccollum this week we weren't even going to talk about this Mm-mm. but he was i know isn't that fun i know <laughs> we got a whole other topic he says he says some people teach to create boundaries and others teach to create freedom mm-hmm. i was like what mm-hmm. what yeah some people, some people read the Bible and they teach it to people to create boundaries. And other people read the Bible and they teach the Bible yeah. to people to create freedom. And I'm just like, I mean, I've been saying for like a year, like God is obsessed with freedom. He's obsessed with doing yeah. everything that he can to get his people free and out of the bondage that we place ourselves in. And mm-hmm. that sometimes we do it on purpose. Sometimes we do it just because we don't know. Yeah. You know, so think- like if you knew, if you didn't know that watching porn was wrong mm-hmm. and you just watched it because no one had ever told you that it was not good and, and not, not only that it was wrong, but that it, the reason why it's damaging. Yeah to relationships damaging to your internal world damaging to your external relationships if yes it feels good in the moment Mm -hmm. but it's not good for your human relationship so it's the counterfeit of what god really designed you to do it's actually gonna uh, inhibit your ability to connect in a ways that you were designed to connect and so and so teaching teaching just like don't do it because it's a sin Mm -hmm. That's teaching to re- to create boundaries. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't go to the movies. Yeah. Don't drink caffeine. Don't drink Pepsi. Don't drink coffee. Don't cut your hair. Don't wear makeup. Don't wear clothes with two different... I mean, insert your rule, yeah. right? But other people teach to create freedom. Somebody else might read you know, the scripture and come across somebody who's struggling with the same thing and would take, might take the time to build a relationship with them and explain to this person, like what they were designed to do, what they're designed to be, the, the power of marriage, the power of raising kids in a, mm-hmm. in a family that, you know, like the things that we are all designed to do, cause we're designed to propagate. We're designed to have legacy. We're designed to have futures. We're designed yeah. for, <clears throat> for greatness. We're designed for, for, freedom we're designed for for creativity we're designed you know to to reflect the the image of god in whatever unique way that we were supposed Mm -hmm. to and so it's like these two these two concepts both of which the core is don't watch pornography the methods are totally different yeah and the results are totally different 
Well, yeah. Because one of them creates a, a sense of shame and a sense of I need to hide this thing. Yeah. And I'm going to probably continue to do it as long as this, per- this person is in front of me telling mm-hmm. me that it's wrong. Telling someone that something is wrong rarely causes them to go like, Well, it creates oh, a wow. shame culture. It creates a hiding. And the other, like one, a the hiding other one calls you to who you're supposed to be. The other one calls you to who you are and mm-hmm. and, and who you were created to and closer to the Lord. Yeah. The other, you know, one of them, you know, causes people to close off to the Lord and the other one pulls people closer to the Lord. Yeah. I'm just like, man, teaching for freedom or teaching for boundaries, not saying that boundaries is are bad, but, but the boundaries need to come from the the relationship that people have with freedom mm-hmm. and you know if god's obsessed with freedom and i'm obsessed with freedom why would i want to put myself in in something that is in bondage when i know that god wants when that's not who has, he is fr- has freedom for yeah, me exactly so i love him i believe in what in his in his um designs for my life and so then i make the boundary that i am not going to watch porn well it puts it back onto you once again it's like okay this is my decision with god like it's my decision all of a sudden instead of someone else telling me like i have to do these things it's my decision so i think it's more powerful when it's your decision like obviously when when you make your own decision to better yourself for whatever whatever it is you you tend it's statistically that you tend to actually it actually tends to be a longevity the longevity of the actual decision that you mm-hmm. make because it's you making the decision and i think that's on that is one of the best things about the journey and you that you that you cultivate here is because you have put that at so such a high priority i know we've talked about this before but it, it mm-hmm. kind of creates this um not chaos but like i think the Sometimes Christian world, <laughs> the Christian like lifestyle is actually more chaotic than we like to allow because yeah, for sure, guess what? It's chaotic and mm-hmm. people don't like chaos, especially like people who like rule and like, you know, they, which I thought that was you, but then you got a howdy tattoo on your knee. So now my mind is blown about who you are. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Get uh, no. Which yeah. I'm like, Oh, I love this. <laughs> this is just so cool. <laughs> but so when I'm, what, you know, a lot of times when I was thinking like a lot of times is like there's two ways to like the rule thing. Like there's there's people that are actually like it's harmful and they they want the power and there's that power trip to it where yes. it's like they're creating the rule because of X, Y, Z. Like I want to have this type of power over these people. Yeah. Very, very dangerous place to be in because mm-hmm. and you see it a lot, unfortunately, just, just in churches. Just listen to the rise and fall of Mars. My mom is obsessed with this podcast now. Oh, wow. All of a sudden she's like, well, I heard you and Jen talking about it one time and she's like i just saved it on my spotify or whatever and Uh she's like i just haven't listened to it and now she's like obsessed with it yeah i know we were talking about her with about she's obsessed with it that's all we talk about it's all we talk about now did you listen to it i've I've listened to a little bit on the plane but the episodes are so long (laughs) they are long i'm like oh my goodness this is like a i have this is a commitment and there's so much information in them. Yeah. You have to pay attention the whole time because there's mm-hmm. so much information. Anyways. It's very well done, though. It is and good. It's very, and it's sad. And it's, it's horrible. horrible. And it's everything that you... you when, when I look at the church and I see the church at large, yeah. when I see the church and the, the, the leaders that they've been through, the movements that they've been through, like I'm so proud that people are even Christians. There has to be mm-hmm. something about God because people have tried to mess up this what God is trying to build so in so many times in so many ways yeah. it's just like God has to be real because nobody would be a member of the church mm-hmm. if it wasn't for God being real yeah because this whole leaders. thing was about power and he was this guy Ugh. was like over these people and it was a power thing like it yeah. was it was dangerous it was really 
Horrid. It was horrible. All in the name of Jesus, which Jesus had. Yeah, he was there probably, but like, it's that's crazy not that he who was he there. is at all. It's not who he is. But there, so there's that extreme. And then there's also this other form that you have to be really, really careful with in church is the people that are creating these rules because they think it's the best thing for you. There's, there, it's not really a powerful thing. Like it's right. not really like a domain, like a, uh, you know, like a big man, little man type of a th- syndrome right, type totally. of thing. It's like this care out of care and love that mm-hmm. they're trying to create these boundaries. It's more of maybe like a parent or like a mm-hmm. sibling or like a relative type of a love. Like I really care for you, so I don't want to see you. Ta- I don't want to see this happen to you. Right. So I'm going to create all these rules so that you don't do it. And honestly that i think that happens a lot more than the big mars hill powerful one Mm -hmm. because it can happen so in small little groups too like it happens often and so you just need to be really careful with that too like making sure you're understanding like if you you need to know that god's all about freedom yeah to understand like oh this is kind of a unhealthy power like this is an unhealthy um boundary of god yeah Yeah, i'm not saying never have boundaries never have any of that i'm not saying that at all but what i'm saying is to recognize when there's an unhealthy like boundary being put on god because that Mm -hmm. is that is dangerous too you know people a lot of i agree with that a lot of people go through that but i will but i will say that i think because God is about family, mm-hmm. I think that that he is okay with, and I could be wrong, and he might, when I'm standing at the pearly par- gates, dead. he might tell me, <laughs> no, <laughs> he might tell me that, that I'm wrong and I, and this is just like a, a fear coming up or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that he's okay with those parental boundaries kind of being set around especially a new christian being discipled because he but on the way to that person getting you know developing a close relationship with him where he can guide them Mm -hmm. because a brand new christian doesn't know doesn't have that deep relationship with the lord yet you know what I mean? It takes time to develop a relationship with the Lord. And and I think that to say like, you know, th- uh, something like to teach things like we shouldn't watch porn, you know, or we shouldn't um, lie or we should be good stewards or that we should honor our relationships, that we should honor your, you know, the, your mother and your father, that we should... Um, be really, really good employees at work that we should bring our best in honesty mm-hmm. and integrity and all that. St- like there's things that we have to teach. I'm not talking about like not drinking caffeine and not cutting your hair. I'm joking yeah. with those, but yeah, there yeah, are obviously. things that we do have to make sure that we have to articulate things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't have realized that it was a, a core value that we don't gossip about people unless i had heard somebody in a setting say we don't gossip about people behind their back you know there there are these boundaries that that we have to set and to in in order to teach and things have to be articulated and they have to be verbalized um and so i think that god's okay with with those in the context of family because because eventually in that in in that like family thing of people doing life together mm-hmm. then th- that person's getting pointed to him ultimately as long as the boundaries aren't like oppressive like to keep to keep people in line mm-hmm. but to but to keep them 
I don't know, to point them, to point them towards the Lord. Yeah. You know, our boundaries have to point people towards the Lord. If we, we have to tell people that drugs are harmful to them and that they shouldn't do them. We have to tell people that alcoholism is, is bad and they shouldn't mm-hmm. be, you know, but, but, but we need to, in that we have to point them to him, point mm-hmm. the people to him, to, po- to point them towards like, listen, you're trying to fill a need uh, that God wants to fill. You're trying to put something else in his place mm-hmm. and he wants to fill that. He wants to fill you. He wants to m- make sure that you feel loved and valued and cared for and that, and that you're important and that everything that he's placed inside of you is meant for this time and for this body and for yeah. these people. And, you know, here's a group of people that you can grow with. And, um, so I think that there's, but I think that there's a lot in between the, caring, loving parent trying to point someone towards the Lord boundary versus the, <laughs> you're not allowed to talk to someone as yeah. if they leave the church and I decide who leaves the church, yeah. you know, Mars Hill boundary. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. But it's hard because everything that happens within spiritual circles, if there's hurt, it usually is felt um, more deeply. Yeah. Cause that's on a different level. It's on a level of because there's an authority and yeah. there's a power there. And there's just a, like, a level just of trust. Just like if a that's... cop hurts someone, that 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 is felt more strongly than if you mm-hmm. hurt someone or yeah. abuse power. Because there's a level because... of a uh, trust and like there's a level mm-hmm. of this. It's something else, something more mm-hmm. that is there. And with spiritual authority and with authority given by by man, mm-hmm. which basically uh, the authority of a cop is uh, an authority that's given by man or government. Yeah. You know, those ty- those types of authority, when you have stuff happen with people in authority, whether it's a spiritual authority and trust or a governmental th- authority or trust, like that, those, those, mm-hmm. those things are felt a lot more yeah. deeply and people ha- get a lot more passionate about them, which they should because, mm-hmm. sorry, but pastors and police officers do need to be held to a different standard and you have to be okay with that when you say yes to be yeah. one of those things and if you don't then don't do it yeah don't do it yeah because i well i was just i don't dis i I'm, I'm, i don't want to be like man nah, nah, but i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you on that but okay. i'm just i the way that i see it and maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm perp maybe it's like that's unrealistic whatever okay i see it more as like instead of talking about like what to what's wrong or whatever or like kind of guiding someone the way of like a new christian or something like that like teaching mm-hmm. them what to do i just wonder if it's more if it should be more of like and this is i think like this is a lot takes a lot more time and a lot more chaos happens in this mm-hmm. which which could be why i don't it doesn't work on a <laughs> level of a big group of people like it works on a level of like yourself and one other person or something like that but i feel like it's again like it's more like the actions instead of the words. So like if, if, if I'm, if God, if we know that gossiping is bad, instead of saying, Hey, like you shouldn't gossip or whatever. What if you did? What if like the culture was, you didn't gossip and no one really talked about it, but the culture was this way. This is how we do it. Cause I just think of like, um, I don't know. I always think about my family and how they did things and how my parents did things. And it was never, we never were really like, yeah, we were told not to do things and we were told whatever, but it, we were never um, like there was never these rules. We were we never had them. We were always like, I guess, free range, I guess, if you want to say it that way. But like mm-hmm. it was more like if you mess up, come back and we'll figure it out. Yeah. If you mess up, hey, come back. Don't worry. If you like 
if you don't know something, guess what? I can watch my parents and how they did it. And I just learned how to do it because I just saw how they did it. They didn't gossip. So yeah, when I gossiped, I felt weird about it. And I was like, something's wrong. They never told me not to do it. Mm -hmm. But like the culture was, we don't do this. Like, um, how did I learn not to steal? My parents never, I don't even think my parents ever once told me not, do not steal. It is bad. Like you will go to jail. I don't think they ever told me that, but I never, the culture was, we do not steal no matter what. Like, even if my parents were starving, they wouldn't steal. Like my dad would work and figure out how to work and then get the, in turn, get the food, mm-hmm. you know, if we were in that situation. So I'm wondering if it's more like kind of going back to that type of a lifestyle of like the culture says what we're doing. But like, you can't build culture without words. You you might have come into an established culture, but there at some point the culture, I mean... The culture is what you teach, mm-hmm. what you tolerate, and what you celebrate. You have to you have to use words to teach to establish a culture. You, somehow you have to be able to art, to tell, and maybe I mean, I I don't I don't know how, mm-hmm. but there there was some way that there was maybe some nonverbal way for. Um, your folks to teach what they, what they, and I understand what you're saying because I've joined, like I've joined, I've joined prayer groups before where there's like all these different types of people. No Mm -hmm. one is teaching anything, but you're learning. Yeah. So I know what you're saying, but when you, when it comes to a, a big group, you know, you have to. Well, that's what I'm wondering. You if have it's like to in articulate. Groups, it's, you it... have to teach. You have to celebrate stuff, and mm-hmm. you have to tolerate stuff. And that is, those are the three things that bring that make up your culture. Do you, you think though that that happens because we feel like, like, okay, when you're when you're not teaching someone, you're not telling them, like, like I, take a church setting, like when you're when you're telling someone, if someone new comes one time, they're not going to learn the culture from one time. Absolutely not. But they're like, going to feel what the culture is. Yeah, but like, unless you're, but that, then I wonder if that's like where we get, like, we need to teach people, like, mm-hmm. we're like the standard, like, stand on, stand on the stage on Sunday and teach the Bible, like, the, right. the core things or, or whatever. But that's not even, that's not discipleship. Take Sunday no. morning completely out of it. Okay. We, we can't disciple on Sunday mornings. Okay. We don't. So that's where that's that, where that's where that comes happens. in more of than because that's where the more church comes in because it's like, you're not living the culture. You're coming every once in a while. And so you yeah. don't know the culture because you're not there. Right. So is that where like that, that's probably where that like the it, rules come in and yeah. the people feel the more rules because they come well, one you, time. If you went to your parents' house once every Sunday morning for two hours, yeah. you never would have learned all the stuff that you learned from no. them. You no. learn from them from living with them and observing what yeah. they do. And that's what discipleship is. Church Discipleship was never meant to be church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Discipleship has to be life on life. Because you have to spend some time with someone to be able to, um, to be able to talk to them, to be able to learn, you know, how mm-hmm. they do things, how they operate. You know, when when yeah. when I was like being mentored by Jeff, like we had such an open relationship, I could ask him literally anything. Like, mm-hmm. why did I remember asking him, why did why did you counsel that person that way? That person was so rude. Yeah, like, that person totally like called someone else out, accused him of being a gangster or being (laughs) whatever gay or something like all this different stuff. Why did you counsel her like that? And he told, he had to verbally tell me the nuances of the background and who she was Mm -hmm. and what the, 
what the thing was and why like all this he had to tell me all of those things because i didn't spend enough time in the in the relationship Mm -hmm. between the whole i was just sometimes i was just blown away by the by the way that he would handle situations or the way that he would counsel situations and um like (laughs) i remember being here when people would like get up in church and say crazy things and he would just handle it so like perfectly and i would have to ask like I hope that, you know, basically say, like, I hope that never happens after you're <laughs> gone because I will not handle it the way that you just handled it. It oh would never goodness. even occur to me to handle it yeah. like that. But he would but he would tell me the things that he the things that were going on inside him, the reasons why he would say it, the, the way that he would diffuse. Like he was just masterful mm-hmm. at, at counseling and and diffusing situations and deescalating things and stuff like that. And I just remember going like, yeah, I don't have that gift. <laughs> But I had to, but I had to learn it, Yeah, you know, and I don't think, you know, I basically, I learned it very rudimentary, (laughs) but, um, but I don't know. I think that there, I think that there, it can't be all talk, but it can't be all not, you can't build a culture without talking. Yeah. I don't think you can. Mm -hmm. Well, the way Jesus built the culture was by doing and doing and teaching. teaching, but yeah. And he gave them boundaries and he gave them things to do. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to compare because it was he, out did, of perfect. he did have to, he did have to tell them, you don't know, don't do this or this is wrong. Do you want us to set fire to this village? Yeah. You want us to call fire down upon this village? And he's like, you don't know the spirit you're of. He had to tell them mm-hmm. he had to correct. He had to, he had to say, you know, and the yeah. same thing that Paul's doing with the churches that he established, he's writing to them, correcting things. Mm-hmm. You know, in love, of course, yeah. but he he definitely had to have some hard conversations and um, come as I think as one of the letters of the Corinthians. He was just like, you you say that I come stronger in in my words, but when I'm in when you see me in person, I'm meek. Mm-hmm. So he had to write some very strongly worded emails. <laughs> I mean, letters to whom it may concern. <laughs> Who has bewitched you, you foolish Galatians? <laughs> you know, these are some strongly worded things. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's definitely, like, you can't do it without words, you, and you can't do it only with words. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with money. We are we can't change the world without money, but we can't change the world only with money. Yeah. It takes... It takes work and prayer and strategic, you know, strategic thinking and mm-hmm. people that are willing to work. And it does take money to send people. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of different there's a, d- a lot of different aspects. And I think that humans want to oversimplify things and say that it's just this or it's just that. Mm-hmm. But really, it's a lot of different things. Yeah. We never even got to our topic. No, we'll do that next time. We'll do that next time. <laughs> All right. That was fun. Holy Spirit, Magical Sky Daddy. We talked about a lot. I got a tattoo. Magical Sky Daddy, will you truly charge my moon rocks, please? Amen. Hallelujah. What's my sign? He loves it. He loves it. He's about it. I think he laughs. He does. He. he I think he, he laughs at us a lot. I think we're probably going to be laughing a lot in heaven. Good. I'm about that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.